What is going on, everybody? You are back on another edition of the Coach's Corner. I am Justin Dupengeiser, and I am joined, as always, by my guy, Caleb James. Caleb, have you melted away yet in that Missouri heat? No, but I tell you what, you know, I know I'm not real envious of you living in upstate New York in the wintertime because all that negative 20 and 10 inches of snow every day doesn't sound real fun. No. But you're sitting up there saying, oh, it almost touched 90 today. Yeah. We've been, we've been living 90 since about June around here in <laughs> Casey, Missouri. So I'm I'm looking for – I mean, I'd take any relief to the heat right now, but it's August. It's the hottest month of the year in the state of Missouri. I know. I know. That's crazy. Um, let's talk, uh, let's talk some preseason. We've gotten the first two games in, um, obviously with the schedule change, they only play three this, this year. So got one more coming up against the Vikings. Um, going to be interested to see how, to, how that goes. And, and really there's a ton of battles going on right now. This roster is, is as deep as we've seen the, the Kansas city chiefs roster since Andy Reid and, and Brett Beach have kind of taken this over and, why don't we just start? What are your general thoughts so far on what you've seen in the preseason? So from the preseason, I've been uh, I've been impressed with the line play on both sides of the offensive line so far. The new offensive line, though, they have been going against, you know, not that high caliber of competition. They look like they're molding together well. They look like they're figuring things out. And they've really put together two nice performances. They've played about three quarters now. They've had some really long drives. They've had some sustained success in the ground game. So that's all good to see. But, man, that defensive line also, I think they came out and maybe shocked some people who hadn't been following their progress over the last year and kind of some more of the pieces they've added. But that's a talented unit up front now. And it's now Chris Jones, he looks like he's in for an all-time monster season. But even the supporting cast around him, you know, Tershawn Wharton, Colin Saunders, Tim Ward, all those guys are really making their name. And it's really looking like they're going to have one of the deepest they probably will end up being the deepest position on the team this year. Yeah, it's really impressive. I, I'm right there with you. Those are kind of the two things that jump out right away for me, too, is obviously everybody wanted to see the offensive line. You know, coming off the Super Bowl, they go out, they completely revamp the offensive line. How is that unit going to come together? And, you know, where is that going to be? I think some people were surprised by by Nyan kind of taking over that right tackle position and, and not giving it back to Remmers once Remmers came back healthy. If you listen to this show on a regular basis, that shouldn't be a, a surprise to you. Um, we've been saying that for a while, that this is kind of the offensive line we expected to see this year, and they're coming together. And this is not your your everyday run-of-the-mill offensive line for the Kansas City Chiefs. This is like a lineup and freaking punch you in the mouth, maul you up front type of offensive line while still being able to be athletic enough to pass, you know, pass pro. So it's been it's been nice to see so far, like you said, the competition hasn't been you know outstanding so far, but they they have things that they need to work on in general, and, and they're headed in the right direction, I think. And then you talk about the D line, like you mentioned, Chris Jones, like he he's on a different level right now. He is just he can he cannot be blocked, whether he's on the edge, whether he's in the interior, you know, whatever he did in the off season, his diet and workout regimen, man, that dude came in ready to play some football and is absolutely balling. And then the other guy I think that has stood out to me along that front, I mean, you can name a, a ton of them, right? Mike Dana's had a good, Colin Saunders, Jaron Reed has been an awesome addition, but Tershawn Wharton, like that dude, he's, he can't, he's so quick along the interior. 
like him and Chris Jones on pass downs on the inside are just going to be an absolute, absolute problem. Dude, it's, it's incredible the kind of strides they're able to make with Wharton in such a short amount of time because he was so raw last year, but now he's developed like some actual pass rush moves in his game, which is about what he was missing last season. So, you know, they're going to have those great pass rush packages with Wharton and those guys. They're going to have their great run stuff. Colin Saunders play has played his way back into a spot on the roster. He's been awesome. Derek Naughty, Jaron Reed, everyone's looking good. I still think the only question still come out on that edge position. You know, they released Taco Charlton. I think that was a big surprise to a lot of people. But right now they're rolling out there on the edge with obviously Chris Jones. Then you have uh, Tim Ward, who we've talked about some on this show because he's been a performer. He's been a guy who they think can maybe step up and play. And they've got uh, Kando, Mike Dana, and Alex Okafor out there. So between them all and Frank Clark, you know, they're going to try to find a way to make it work but that inside pass rush could be deadly this year. Yeah, no question. And, and you, you talk about a guy like Tim Ward, and we'll, we'll kind of shift gears here and start. There are some serious roster battles going on. We talk about, you know, I thought about the depth coming in here, and that is going to be one of them. What are they going to do with Tim Ward? And I think the, the, the cutting of Taco Charlton, which is unfortunate because I think it, he actually flashed a little bit when he was healthy um, with his pass rush ability. And I don't know if he just – he didn't seem like the same player when he came back this year from injury. He didn't still have that explosion that he kind of did last year. But I think part of it too is that Tim Ward has kind of emerged as a player that is starting to figure it out, right? It's taken time. Obviously he's transitioning from a different sport, but you can see the athleticism on the edge. He's had a couple of sacks already this preseason. Um, and then you throw guys in there, like you mentioned, Kano, who they drafted, who's getting a quite a, quite a bit of reps with the first group, quite a bit of looks. Um, with Okafor, Dana has been tremendous. He's been everything and more since last season, just building off of that great rookie year. Um, to me, they either keep 10 or I could see the odd man out here being Alex Okafor. Like, now, would it be a surprising cut? Yeah, for sure, because he's a veteran guy that they ended up signing late. But to me, that could be a guy that, you know, the, the upside of Tim Ward, like, you know what Alex Okafor is, right? Tim Ward could be something special. Like he is turning into a player that has clearly developed over the last two years in this, in this organization. Yeah. And he's a, you know, Taco and Okafor, they've kind of been relegated to only run down guys. When you look at Tim Ward, he's got the ability or not run down. I mean, pass only guys. You look at Tim Ward, he's got the ability. He's making plays in the run game and in the passing game. You know, I know we all see the sacks he's getting the pass rushes he's getting on the quarterback. But really, if you go down and look at it, he's doing a good job of setting the edge. He's getting big on those offensive tackles, not giving up a lot of ground. And really, he's just doing that all that team football stuff that the, that the defensive line has to do for the Chiefs to be able to win. So I definitely think O-line and D-line are probably the two most solidified positions. I know that sounds weird because we thought those could be two weaknesses. Some people did. I don't I think on this show we've been kind of talking about how this can play out for a while now. You know, Lucas Nye was the most criticized Chiefs offensive lineman in the offseason just to, just because of a couple of pictures and he's arguably played the best of everyone in these preseason games so far but no. yeah the o-line and d-line i i think they're looking solid they're set they have depth they have experience the o-line still going to be able to get a few things together but overall you got to be optimistic with the way they're looking i'm also a couple of more of those like positions you're looking at where things are getting interesting are tied in and wide receiver yeah, no doubt. Tight end wide receiver are, are huge. And that kind of comes down to like roster construction too. Like, are you going to keep four tight ends? Are you going to keep 
you know, three running backs? Are you going to keep six receivers? Um, you know, what are you going to do along defensive line? Like we have, there's 10 defensive linemen right now in Kansas city that could make arguments to make this roster. Right. Do you want to keep 10 defensive linemen? I mean, maybe they've done it in the past, right. You know, you can never have enough pass rushers, I guess that they say, especially in today's league. Um, but you also have battles going on in the, in the defensive back, you know, situation as well. So, a lot of what is going on now, I think people, you really need to start paying attention to what Dave Toop is saying, Dave Tobe is saying, because he, he is the guy that at the end of the roster, he's the reason why Ben Neiman has stuck around. He's the reason why Dorian O'Daniel has stuck around. Now, Daniel is a guy that he could end up, you know, getting caught if there's, if there's other guys at other positions, like a Devin Key, who has struggled this preseason. Um, or, you know, uh, Darius Fountain and Marcus Kemp who are battling for this. Let's, let's, let's talk about those receivers right now. Um, well, I'll ask you first because it's pretty much the hottest topic always in Kansas City is McCall Hardman. You know, to me, I'm watching the game from against the Cardinals, and the guy got himself open on numerous occasions and Mahomes was off a little bit. He was a little bit high. He was throwing everything a little bit high. He had the rollout in the end zone where he tried to do the no look for no reason, and he airmailed it. Um, what is your impression of McCall so far as kind of the number two guy this preseason? And, and talk to me about the receiver position in general and kind of where you see that's going. So I think it's real easy just off of, like, watching the game live to be able to think that Hardman should have caught those passes. You go back and you take a look at more into an in-depth breakdown of it. Hardman's open early on a couple of those plays, and Mahomes does miss. The one in the end zone he throws a little bit high, that would have taken – I don't think people realize how tough of a catch that would have been for Hardman for him to be able to haul it in because he's going to have to jump in the air and then find a way to get two feet in bounds because the ball's already headed out of the end zone. So that's just a tough play in general. The other one Mahomes just missed because he put too much heat on it when Hardman was open in the end zone. Mahomes might have tried to go a little no-look pass. I'm not real concerned about their connection. I know everyone's like they didn't throw together in the offseason. You know, that first one of the first plays of the game, you know, they got like a nice seven-yard slant route to Hardman, and it just looked pretty from the time it started. Just a great ball from Mahomes, good good route from Hardman there. So there's that takeaway. And then Hardman goes and makes maybe the play of the night with Chad Henney as his quarterback. He's just got coverage all over him, and he's about to get hit quick. It was a full slide protection, so three man's coming off the edge. And, you know, Hardman reaches out, and he just completely finger grabs that ball and then pulls it in, gets his body in bounds, and the Chiefs score a touchdown. So that was awesome. I thought Byron Pringle, that was probably the best I think he's looked in Chiefs, the Chiefs uniform, even, like, going back to, like, the regular season. But he looked crisp in some of those routes. But I think the big guy – uh the uh, reincarnation of Dwayne Bowe, Mr. Uh, Darius Fountain. Yeah, Mr. Fountain. He is uh, – he's getting quite the following. People are getting really hyped up about him. But it's hard not to see a big guy like that who moves well and could also, you know, be that physical presence they've been kind of looking for. So I think, you know, between those three guys, I think the Chiefs are building a lot of depth. And I haven't heard the Chiefs coaches rip players at tons as they've been here, but it kind of sounded like Dave Tobe was ripping on Demarcus Robinson today in that press conference. So things don't look too great for D Rob right now. Yeah, that's that's a super interesting um, quote that you saw from 
from the special teams coach today and basically how he, he said he hated watching Demarcus Robinson return punts because he does a nice job catching it, but then doesn't run north or south and doesn't put the ball away. So, I mean, he, he really didn't hold back at all. He didn't try to defend him. He just flat out crushed him basically with the quote. So um, really interesting to see there, you know, just to me, it basically comes down to, you know, what are you going to do with Demarcus Robinson? Okay. You, you bring him back on a one-year deal. There's obviously some good chemistry there with the offense and Mahomes because he knows the system. Um, but then you got Cornell Powell, who, man, he has not really showed up this preseason yet. You know, Lewis Riddick said on the on the broadcast in, with the Cardinals that Andy Reid mentioned that Powell was starting to turn the corner, which hopefully he is. Um and then you got Fountain and Kemp. Marcus Kemp, now, he was a guy that was – he was talked about of potentially making the roster last year and then had a bad hamstring injury and wasn't going to be back, so he didn't – you know, he ended up going on the practice squad. But now you have Kemp and Fountain who have already seen massive contributions on special teams. Um, you know Dark, Marcus Robinson can't return punts. Now, he was a good gunner for a while, but that job is kind of gone by the wayside by him because Marcus Kemp might be the best gunner on the team that, that we have. So – like, what do you do with Robinson? You kind of know who he is right now. Again, do you want a guy like a fountain who showed out in preseason? Now I want to see him do it against some better competition, but you know, you know what, again, you know what DeMarcus Robinson is. You know what he's going to give you. He's going to run backwards for five yards. He's going to wave the ball around in his hand. Like to me, to me, I would move on from him. I, and I, and honestly, I think there's still an opportunity or a potential chance that the Kansas city tries to trade for a wide receiver. Like they were in the wide receiver market for free agency. Um, they, you know, they went after Juju. They went after um, Josh Reynolds, Corey Davis. They were allegedly in all the, the markets for these guys. So to me, they could still probably trade for somebody too. So, and there's going to be always surprise cuts. So maybe somebody gets cut that they look to pick up, but I wouldn't be surprised at all if they, if they did that. Um, let me ask you about tight end. Do they keep four? Do they keep all four guys? I'd keep all four guys. I think, I think you have to, right? I don't see a reason why not. Right. Like to me, we've already talked about, we think that they're going to go 12 personnel more, right? So they're going to have two tight ends on the field. Well, now you got Kelsey and you got Bell, who's a great blocker. Noah Gray's played well. And Jody Forson has been fantastic. He came in, you know, 30 pounds heavier. He's looking like he can block. He's probably the most athletic tight end on the team, um, as they mentioned in the broadcast. But I, I keep all four if, if I'm the Chiefs. Here's my thing, and I see people arguing about them like, well, how can we keep four tight ends? It's because all these guys aren't in competition with the guys in their roster spot. They're in competition. You know, obviously, like, the starters are going to be set pretty much at this point. We know who's going to play and do what. At that point, you know, you got your depth guys like Mike Rimmers. He's going to be a lock to make the team. You know, um, Mike Dana going to be a lock to make the team. You know what you have in those guys? They're still going to be around. They're still going to be those depth pieces. Then you start getting into it. Once you get to like your Jordy Fortinsons or Fountains or guys like that, it's like, you know, like we have solid depth in these spots. So who's the best at what they do amongst these guys? And really, you look at those four tight ends for the Chiefs, you know, Kelsey, you know, best tight end in the game, hands down. You have Blake Bell. Andy Re- Blake Bell is back because Andy Reid wants him back. I don't think there's any shot that Blake Bell gets cut because we saw the Chiefs run a lot of 12 this preseason. They've run some 13 in training camp. And then you go down, you draft Noah Gray, 
who the organization is clearly high on right now. They clearly like that draft pick. They want him to come in and contribute. And then you got Jody Fortson, who has just been consistently grinding for a year now. It looks like to learn how to play the tight end position. Looks really good on film, doing good things blocking. He's doing good things catching the ball. He's big. He's athletic. He has a tremendous amount of potential. They have to keep four because whichever guy doesn't end up playing the most between like Gray, which I don't, there's no way they were going to cut Gray. But Jody Forson, you're not going to cut him to say, oh, we'll just get him back to the practice squad. He's put enough on tape at this point to where if we cut him, he's not going to be back. He's not going to be back in Kansas City. He's going to be picked up by someone else's active 53. Someone would love to have, you know, a 6'6, 250 guy that can move like that, who can go high point the ball, and he's also developing into a solid blocker which he was on a lot of those seal blocks. I like to see that, you know, him being able to crash down, body up the defensive end or body up a linebacker. That's exactly what you're wanting to see. So he's still got a ways to go, but it's a guy definitely worth keeping around. Yeah, and I think the point that you made about a lot of the times you got to understand that these guys aren't aren't in competition for against the people in their position room. It's they're in, They're in competition against the guys at the bottom of the roster to make this team what are you doing for special teams? Dave Tobe has already pointed out Jody Fortson, how he has come back and has been, been able to play special teams and how he looks like a tight end and how he's done all this stuff. So you're talking guys like the competition at the end of the roster is between the, the fountain Kemp, Demarcus Robinson, Jody Fortson, Dorian O'Daniel, DiCaprio Boodle, um, all, you know, Devon key, all these guys like that's where it comes down. Tim Ward, you know, none of them, you know, they're not playing the same position, but what can you do other than just play tight end, safety, receiver? Are you going to be a guy that can be on, you know, kick coverage? Well, Fountain went out and caught a touchdown pass and then went on kickoff and went and made the tackle on kickoff. To me, that's a, you know, it's a pretty good sign that he might be able to do a little bit more than just play, play wide receiver and be that big body wide receiver that the Chiefs of Chiefs kingdom has been wanting for so long since doing ball, you know? So I, it's going to be so so interesting for me to see this last game against the Vikings. Who is out there first? Where are they giving guys reps? Are they trying to showcase guys? You know, the last kind of thing is is I want to ask you is Darwin Thompson. No shot to make this roster, right? No. I, okay. I don't think so. Everyone's no. watching a different game than I was. Right? Where, where is this coming from? Like, there's no shot. Like you, oh, yeah. have, you have Ceh, Darrell Williams, Derek McKinnon. You don't need to keep a fourth running back on the roster. No, and here's the thing: did he look good? Yeah. Was he running through some holes that you could drive a Mack truck through? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh my God! A couple of those holes that opened up. I swear, Creed and Trey literally were just displaced between Tooney, Trey, and Creed. The whole interior, they were just displacing guys. Yes. And Thompson still found a way on that very first one to absolutely miss the hole and run out and try to bounce it outside when he could have just cut it up for like six yards. He kind of finally got the idea, but dude, I want to see Clyde. I want to see Clyde running some holes like that. I don't need to see Darwin running holes like that. I want to see Clyde. And then I'm a, I'm starting to like Jarek McKinnon a little bit more. Clyde's not like the greatest when it comes to like the outside runs, but I think the Chiefs have the roster put together right now to be able to run pin and pull very effectively to the outside. I would really like to see McKinnon utilize that speed more 
on the outside, you know, be able to get that burst on the sideline, a couple of lead blockers. And also, you know, he's been a guy that's been hurt a lot. So anytime we can try to keep him fresh, you know, let Clyde go in there and get all the workhorse yards. But if you ever want to hit a team with a quick hit play or some of the outside, I think McKinnon's definitely the guy for that. Yeah, and I think that's the one thing that McKinnon does bring to the running back room that the other two guys don't is just the, the, the flat-out speed, right? He's, he's a burner. Um, he tested great athletically in everything, 40, shuttle. Even he benched well. I mean, the guy's, the guy's an f- athletic freak, basically. So his versatility is definitely going to be warranted and wanted in the running back room. And he's done a nice job on special teams, Nick Jacobs pointed out um, on one of the punt returns that he absolutely decleated a dude on a block. So, you know, those are things you love to see. Um, you know, if he's fully healthy, he'll be a nice addition to this team as, as a change of pace type guy. But, um, you know, we're, I guess going into this last preseason game, and we'll close out with this, where or who do you want to see? Do you have any big predictions you think? maybe a roster move that you'll think will happen or, or what do you think, uh, what do you think goes on at the end of this preseason? So I don't see many of the starters playing hardly much at all. I don't think, I think I'll see Mahomes. I think they'll all be in their t-shirts and shorts on the sideline. Same for Tyree kill, probably the same for most of the starters. I think they'll probably run the offensive line out there for just a little bit. So I'd be looking for that, but not long. I think Chris Jones will probably, you have to think Chris Jones, Tyron Matthew going to be sitting, you know, probably Anthony Hitchens, you know, maybe keep letting Willie and Bolton get a little more experience. But this last preseason game ain't for those guys. This preseason game is going to be for the guys like Tim Ward, for Jody Fortinson, for Fountain, you know, for Marcus Kemp. It's going to be for all those guys on the defensive side of the ball. You know, Alex Okafor still fighting for a spot between – you know, him and some of the other guys in that position. So it's going to be for the bottom level of roster guys. Two guys, though, for me, I think it has to be – actually, I got three guys. I'll go Tim Ward. I'm going to go Jody Fortson, and I'm going to stick on offense. I'm going to go Prince Dega Wanahago as the third guy I'm trying to see. He's been a backup offensive lineman who's shown a little bit of flash here and there, but this is also a big week up front for the backups for Nick Allegretti who's been stepped up and played multiple different positions along the backups this offseason and into the preseason. I think he's really making his name to make this roster spot now because he has played well and when he's been in. So it's going to be for those backup guys, but definitely those three I just mentioned, maybe if not those four. Yeah, I think that's a pretty good call. And like you mentioned Al Grady, and that just makes me think, you know, we didn't touch too much on that, but like, that backup interior line, like that's that's something they're going to have to sort out too. You got Blythe, Allegretti, LDT. You know who are you keeping? Where are you keeping guys? Andrew Wiley. You know you got Wiley and Remmers playing tackles. You got Kyle Long that's going to be on injured reserve. So they got a lot to sort out on this roster. If I had to choose some things, I I, I want to see how it plays out between Fallon and Kemp, Powell. See how these those three kind of guys battle it out. See if they run Demarcus Robinson out there. Um, you know, for for a little bit, which if they do, I think that's kind of telling about where he might be. He might be battling for that roster spot, you know. And then, you know, like you said, I, the Tim Wards of, of that, I'm going to see Nick Bolton, how he's coming along and how he's playing. Um, I got Spag said that he's going to be getting quite a bit of runs. So I want to see him to continue to improve. Um, I think he's had a pretty nice preseason so far. But, uh, you know, this is going to be, this is going to be, you know, some people might, 
kind of laugh it off and go, oh, God, this is the last preseason game, whatever. This is going to be a massive game for, for roster construction in general for the Chiefs organization and for a lot of these guys to, to get a job, to keep a job, you know. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm looking forward to it. You know what's interesting? This might be like the Chiefs' deepest camp roster I feel like I've ever seen them have. I've never seen so many like close competitions with yeah. so much like budding talent around anywhere across the ball. And you got to give big credit to Brett Veach on that one because he's found some gems. He's found some diamonds in the rough. But also give all the credit to Andy Reid and his coaches. You know, like when you see Tim Ward emerging, that's the product of being around like Spags and Brendan Daly, them kind of molding them into what they want to be. This is what the Chiefs have to do now. We talk about all the big top-heavy contracts. These kinds of roster battles I don't think are going to be that uncommon for us moving forward. They're going to try to just put together as much quality they're going to find their athletes, keep them on the practice squad as long as they can, and then see if they can go out there and play. So I, I can't remember a Chiefs roster looking this deep across the board, you know. it Doesn't it just seem like from top to bottom, doesn't it just feel almost complete? Even even Chad Eddie's looked incredible this preseason. He's been about – he's looked better than – he's looked better than some starting quarterbacks. I mean, if you watched that Saints game last night, there's some teams love to have Chad Eddie for them right now. Penny's looked great, and freaking Shane Bouchelle has looked awesome, right? You know, he's had a great preseason, so he'll be a nice he'll be a nice guy to store on the on the practice squad for a little bit, see if he develops into anything. But we got one more preseason game, man, and then we are we're we're we're, we're getting ready for Cleveland, and I'm I'm fired up for it. Can't wait to see how this roster shakes out. You know, Brett Veach, man, he he'll never be done. We said this last year that. This roster is going to be continue to be churned until he figures out exactly how he wants it and what it's going to look like after they cut to 53 ain't going to be what it's going to look like when they're in February. So we'll see what happens in this last preseason game. But, Gabe, why don't you tell everybody where they can find you and what you're, uh, what you're working on. All right, everybody, you can find me on Twitter, as always, at CJ Scoobs. Make sure you are liking and subscribing to this video. Uh, being able to look for all my film content, can't post as much of it because there is no real, I don't have any access to film right now. So well, it's not been, haven't been as, having as much fun with this as I'd like to, but I'm trying to work on some solutions so that we can get some content out to you guys. I'll have an article about a few plays I would broke down from last week out here soon. And uh, to anyone that listened to like our little spaces deal, I did with some other Arrowhead live staffers last Friday evening. I think you're in luck. I think we're planning to do something very similar this Friday evening, if not halftime. We enjoyed talking to you guys. We enjoyed you guys in the audience. So I really appreciate all you. Yeah, it was a little late for me in in New York. I I fell asleep before we could jump. I could jump on, but maybe this maybe this week I'll I'll make an effort to uh, to get on. It's it's I'm coaching right now, so I'm like I'm burning at both ends, just like you, my man. So we're grinding here, but we're loving it. Um, appreciate everybody being here. Make sure you find me on Twitter at jdiz1617. I'm tweeting out stuff all the time. Um, but like Caleb said, like, subscribe. Appreciate y'all. We'll talk to you next time.